So we're in the middle of having a, a, a great conversation about our takeaways from the Clio conference. Um, so Kristen and I were both there in Nashville. So first, I want to get your thoughts on, have you ever been to Nashville before? <laughs> I have been to Nashville before. It's 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 a happening town, a lot of great music. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would say is, now, were you a fan of country music before going to Nashville or... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I you know I've actually loved all genres of music and last time I was there I saw like three concerts and some was country some was just um mainstream I mean so you it's such a great place to get so many different genres of music so um yeah love Nashville awesome so and I think Nashville is a great place for great place for conferences as well um, which is why I, I was, you know, glad that Clio decided to have their conference in Nashville because a lot of conferences I've been to this year have been in Las Vegas. So it was great to have a break from Vegas. Um, and, and so <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit more about just what were some of your big takeaways? Well, first going into Clio, what were some of your expectations of what you wanted to get out of your time at the Clio conference? Well, I've known, I mean, it's been years since I used Clio. Um, I sold my law firm a number of years ago, but I've, I've worked with a lot of clients that still use Clio. And so we've put in requests over the years for the workflows, for billing improvements. So it is always so exciting. And, and I've uh, known Jack since he was, you know, still getting started with Clio. So it's been great to see the growth, but I also get so excited about what what are the new features that they're bringing out each year and um and and getting in and actually talking with some of the technicians and i mean i was in some of those booths really digging in and asking questions about how certain things work because i want to make sure i understand it so i can just when some client says well i wish i could do oh well yeah clio does do that like you just need to dig in and do it and um so i was excited about Hearing the new events, the new features, um, connecting with people, and also the other vendors that are finally integrating. I think the integrations are such a key element to any kind of a business using technology. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's a really good point because that was one of the things that I saw a lot of energy around was the amount of systems that are collaborating with Clio. I mean, and plus, I think Clio is becoming, you know, the the larger player in the legal practice management. So it's like everyone's like, hey, you want to play with the one who's leading? So <laughs> a lot more integrations. Now, I, I think from what I have seen, and I'm curious your perspective on this, is when it comes down to integrations where I've seen that, you know, really fail horribly is where companies are missing like workflows and processes to where they just try to slap an integration on it's like well that's not going to solve all the problem for you so i guess when as you kind of talk through some of those companies and you know and about like how they're integrating with clio and you're talking to lawyers that are trying to use those integrations when it comes down to the processes have you seen a lot of people i mean i guess have a healthy perspective about, hey, how do I build out a process before I just slap this integration on it? <laughs> well, um, I would say maybe 30% of the people today still <laughs> really take the time to map it first and then go in and build it. 
Um, many just start building blindly and then they realize, oh, I really should have started with X or Y or I, you know, and they're undoing and redoing. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of first map out the 10,000 foot view and then some of the 5,000, then you get in and like actually build out the things. Um, but I also will say we've seen a lot of, I mean, document automation is a big one where they come in and there's been many companies over the years. Oh, we're, we're the fix. We, we integrate. Well, they don't. And people have spent thousands <laughs> of dollars and it doesn't work well. So listen, it's one of those things that I think technology and people are finally coming around to recognizing you really need to solve the whole problem. Don't just slap a little sticker on and say, oh, we fixed it because that didn't really fix the problem. So I'm happy to see some really great, great improvements these days. Mm -hmm. And one of the big improvements that they talked about was AI. I mean, AI made its debut. I think AI is making its debut at every conference you go to. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow AI, AI makes it to the main stage on every conference. But they introduced some of the AI. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on... You know, what were some of your initial impressions when they talked about the AI and how AI would work in the tool? So, listen, I I mean, I've been dealing with marketing elements with AI and obviously everyone as a lawyer, uh, the bar associations are always admonishing about make sure you're checking um, that it's good case law. We all know that AI can go astray. Uh, but I think that's that's one of those checks and balances, right? We need to make sure that just like your social media manager or marketing team needs to check for, you know, is, is that quote legitimate and was it said by that human before you just plop a quote out there? Um, it's the same with we can use AI as a tool, but we need checks and balances and run it through a plagiarism check. I, that's one of the things I love about Grammarly is that it, it does that plagiarism check. It says, hey, something's wrong here. Um, this isn't, you know, this is found verbatim in this other document and you can cross check it. Um, so, you know, I think that as a society and, and especially as the, the legal teams need to just, AI is great for helping us with ideas, helping us fast track, but we owe ourselves the duty of checks and balances and making sure that it's accurate before we publish. Now, as much as, you know, different companies and organizations, different softwares are trying to implement AI to, you know, to really, I guess, help bring that efficiency. I'm curious, have you noticed any companies really stopping to really revisit their workflows to really see, okay, all right, how should our workflow change now that we're implementing AI or what role does AI now play in the workflow? Yeah, I was just working with a team on their marketing. Um, the social media assistant, social media manager would go in and run a couple of concepts in. And so instead of in the procedures, we kind of went from 2A to 2B. We added a kind of a, a new B and C and D before going back to E, the new E. And and we just had to like make a little modification. It was marketing assist or social media manager shall uh, insert three to five topics into the AI. They they shall review the items that come through, edit for, you know, is it appropriate? 
um, plagiarize check to make sure we're not stealing somebody else's words inappropriately. And then it goes back into the rest of the workflow. So we literally spent five minutes. We crafted that new little three-step and voila, like the, the procedure was now updated to match how they were actively using it. Um, I think that the admin teams, I, I also was on with one where they were changing up uh, the greetings to put on I, I, like holidays and, and letting people know about upcoming holiday closures and having a little fun with it and letting the AI create craft some more language that gave a fresh flavor to what the event was and some historical aspect like Mother's Day and why it was, um, you know, why, how it existed and uh, the transition from, to, from Christopher Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, like, the admin team was able to add a little DEI spirit to like giving some depth to we're closed this day, but let's take a look at why are we closed and what is this to celebrate? And so I thought that was great that, that AI was helping foster more awareness and more, you know, conversation about these days and these points. So it's definitely helping, but again, we just need to have a human element to double check that that we're on the right path. (laughs) You know, I, I think that is so true because at Clio, they announced the, well, one of the use cases that they talked about on stage was using your, you know, AI for, you know, helping, you know, with the billing. So now we've, yes. we've offered a, a billing clerk package. <laughs> and so yeah. the first thing that people, you know, the first one of the early questions that people asked was, oh, does this mean we can get rid of like we don't need a billing clerk? I was like, well, um, I'm, I wouldn't jump straight to that conclusion because uh, I'm just like, your AI is a tool that's going to enhance the process. So mm-hmm. I guess when they talked about automating the billing and, you know, you, you know, did a lot of work on the billing clerk package that we, you know, that, that we, that we, that UIB put out. So, you know, how do you think the automation of billing will impact the billing clerk package and what the expectation for a billing clerk will then look yeah. like? So I think there's you know beginning, middle, and end. I mean, I think there's three areas. One, we I love that this idea of the the AI is gonna streamline and be able to like pull information and get it together and get the bills out. But we've got to have better training at the front end to the the lawyers, the legal assistants, the paralegals the whatever individuals working on the case to use good grammar, present tense, right? The, 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 the guidelines that are going to give good structure. So good information in helps make good information out. It's, it's kind of like, Terrell, it's kind of like numbers, right? Good data, bad data in, bad data out, right? <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to have to definitely deal with that. So good training on the front end. I think that billing clerk still needs to spot check and be adjusting and and looking and and suggesting changes, helping the team to transition. And then on the back end, the um, confirming, did the numbers match? Did, you know, at the front end, this, this attorney and paralegal pod thought they billed X number of hours. Did we actually bill that number of hours? Is this like sometimes we need a human to like confirm that these numbers match or we could be mysteriously losing dozens of hours without realizing that just 
disappeared. So I, I do think a billing clerk will still need to hang around for a while to to make sure the flow works well. But again, we need to, um, you know, assist the AI in making sure it all goes smoothly. <laughs> You know, I, I love that perspective because I, I was telling someone, I was like, I think AI, if you treat it kind of like a new employee, like there will be a learning curve for it. Um, if you just, you know, if you just had a, a person come in off the street and you threw them in your business, you probably wouldn't rely on everything that they put out without some type of oversight or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I know a lot of attorneys that do the hire and hope method. They hire and hope the person knows what they're doing and they just let them go. But listen, you know, I had this conversation. I know, let me deviate for a second. I had a conversation with someone recently where we you're talking about lawyers and the fact that lawyers go to law school and they learn how to identify all the problems in, in midterms and finals. It's, it's literally the game is how many different problems can you identify? The midterm, the, the finals are not on how do you solve any of those problems? The, the, it's all about identifying issues and identifying problems. So it's no wonder that lawyers come out and start their business having no idea how to really solve problems. It's not like a doctor who's focused on medicine solving a problem for a client. Lawyers are taught to identify problems and not really take as much time explaining how to like solve the problem. So when they hire a staff person, it's like, hey, we need to do this, 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 this. And the staff person's like, okay. And then the lawyer disappears. And the staff person's like, but how how do I how do I do those things? Like they they there there is a little dis law school messes lawyers up. I can say this. I'm a lawyer, right? But but the poor staff person is like left trying to figure it all out on their own. Lawyer now some lawyers have management skills. They do very well, but a lot of lawyers just they don't. They were never taught. They didn't learn how to manage people and. Um, so yes, I mean, I, I think, like you said, AI is very much like you, a staff member, you have to train up, you need to acclimate, you know, raise your trust level, raise their trust level, like make sure before you just hand off the keys to the Porsche, you got to make sure there's a, a learning curve. <laughs> no, I, I think that's a great point because I, I talked to someone that, that does a lot of work in programming AI. And that was one of the things that, you know, he had told me is that, you know, what people don't realize when it comes down to AI is like the technology is learning from the inputs that you give it to where if you allow it to do the wrong thing, it's just going to learn the wrong way and wrong. do it faster. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to where I'm, well, I think that's, that's where the processes yeah. play a huge role to help it. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's the thing is that if you're not paying attention, it's just going to think, oh, okay, that's great. It's just going to keep and to the point where then you've got a massive problem to like, how do you retrain it to do it the right way? Um, but listen, it's, it's with anything, whether we're moving to a new product like Clio or moving to QuickBooks or, you know, different things, you've got to have a game plan. You've got to implement and, and, and not scare the heck out of your team. You got to go to them and say, Hey, you know, we've got all these things we're going to work on, but we're going to do this in the first two weeks and this in the next two weeks and, and, and stage it out so that the implementation rollout plan is palatable for your team. And, and, but make sure that we don't just drop the ball. We do need somebody to hold us accountable to make sure that we get the full rollout plan done. 
and we don't just get busy back with other things and never really learn the program or really develop that AI or whatever it is. So um, that implementation part, I think, is is an implementation plan is such a key part to long-term productivity and profitability. Awesome. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, um, any final thoughts you wanted to share on the Clio experience or any key takeaways from the Clio experience? Oh, wow. There were so many. I, You know, one of the greatest parts of being there is just talking to people and hearing the what people are going through and knowing that you're not alone, knowing that many other people have kind of fought through certain battles, streamlined processes. I mean, I was talking to people about workflows, such an important part in my mind, mapping out those workflows and then putting them into place. And there were so many people that were like, oh, I want to get to it. And then there were people that were like, oh, I did it. It's so much better now. And and it's great to be able to be around people that have been there, done that, and that can say, yes, it's worth the time and energy to do it. I know, you know, we as coaches talk to people about this all the time and share our experiences and, and what we do. But, you know, we can't go to conferences every single day of the year, right? So um, you got to be sparingly with with your time of going to conferences. But um, I, I do think that that is one of the benefits of getting to talk with others and develop new relationships. And I mean, I spoke with dozens and dozens of people who are all now reaching out to us and we're continuing the conversation, which is such a great thing. Awesome. I love it. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Just to recap your experience and the updates at the Clio conference. So thanks everyone for tuning in. <laughs>